0: Greetings, and welcome to the Get Hiking Southeast podcast. I'm Joe Miller, and I'll be leading this adventure. Why me? Why am I at the front of the pack? Well, for the last decade or so, I've been leading hikes and backpack trips in the Southeast, and for nearly three decades, I've been writing about adventure in the region as a newspaper columnist, guidebook author, and as a blogger. Our focus in the Get Hiking Southeast podcast is telling the stories of the hikers and the trails, especially those lesser-known trails in the southeastern United States. Here now the news. Add the popular Panthertown Valley in the Nash- Hale National Forest to the list of places that now require backcountry campers to use bear canisters. According to a press release from the forest... Requiring bear canisters comes after continued encounters with black bears exhibiting bold behavior over food in the past several years in Panthertown Valley. Most encounters are at places where the public repeatedly camps in the general forest rather than at campgrounds with bear-resistant trash cans. Incidents include bears taking food in backpacks, damaging tents, and staying near inhabited campsites for hours. And there is nothing so rude as a campsite guest who overstays his welcome. Don't have a bear canister? If you use one of the three food lockers installed in the 6,300-acre forest near Cashiers, you'll be fine. Otherwise, you'll need a canister to store anything with a scent, including toiletries and sunscreen. And a reminder before you head out, especially on extended backcountry trips, to check for both fire danger and for controlled burns. The former primarily to assess your cooking options in advance, the latter to make sure the place where you're headed won't be closed by a planned burn. A reminder on the latter that burn dates are dependent upon weather conditions and often aren't known until the last minute. You'll find links to where you can find information on both fire danger and controlled burns in our show notes. And that is the news for this week. Usually about this time is when we start thinking about... um, camping plans for the summer and uh the last two years or so this has been a little bit too late to start thinking about camping at least in some of the more popular campgrounds um finding a campsite has become quite a challenge in the last um, especially in the last two years but really it goes back farther than that Last year, there were 3.3 million campsite reservations. Well, not last year, but in 2020, that's the latest year that we've got uh, data for. There were 3.3 million campsite reservations made in the U.S. Uh, That compares to 2.5 million the year before and up from 1.4 million in 2008. And the number of campsites has not increased at anywhere near that rate. In fact, they've... um, Some of the state parks I know have been adding, but uh, certainly not at a rate to accommodate that. And certainly not in North Carolina, where uh, um, from 2015 to 2020, the state saw the 13th largest jump in camping reservations, 95.9%. And a lot of that activity was focused in the national forests. And, of course, uh, those numbers in 2020 skyrocketed because of COVID-19. It was seen as one of the few places where you could, um, you could actually do something um, that was considered safe. So, and, and we've seen in the last uh, 2021 also, although we don't have specific numbers anecdotally, it has uh, continued to increase So camping continues to be extremely popular. And we're going to take a look at uh, several different types today. We're going to look at national forest campgrounds. We'll look at dispersed camping in national forests. And then we'll look at state park campgrounds, national park campgrounds, and then some of your, your good last minute options. And again, for a number of places, we already entered the last minute option mode. So, national forest service we have 38 campgrounds in the four north carolina national forests and there are 40 campgrounds in the george washington and jefferson national forests in virginia you can make it reservation six months in advance which um, is part of the reason why it can be difficult if you're looking even you know like three or four months in advance at some of the more popular spots, uh, you can have trouble getting in because as soon as that window opens up, you will see see the campgrounds fill pretty quickly. There's a 14 day stay limit in the National Forest Service campgrounds. That's pretty uniform for most of the campgrounds, uh, state parks, national parks. Um, Reservations at National Forest Service sites are made through recreation.gov. So there are, um, there are two main reservation sites that handle reservations for national forests, national parks, uh, state parks. Uh, recreation.gov is one. ReserveAmerica.com uh, is the other. Uh, national Forest Service campsites generally tend to be a little less expensive. They range, but they can be about $20 a night. But you can see this reservation fee through Recreation.gov. It's a reservation fee of $8, and um, increasingly your your options are limited for getting a campsite, uh, limited to making a reservation through recreation.gov. And there can also be a pretty hefty cancellation fee, uh, a fee that sometimes deters people from actually making a, a, a last-minute cancellation. And we'll talk a little bit uh, more about that in a, a few seconds here. <coughs> So National Forests, again, there are 38 campgrounds in North Carolina. Some of the ones that are the hardest, well, the hardest one, I believe, to make a reservation at is uh, Davidson River, which is just outside of Brevard. It is an, a really gorgeous ah. campground. Um, it's in the heart of some really great hiking and mountain biking. Um Davidson River runs alongside it, so there's a lot of um, a lot of good fly fishing. there's a lot of tubing that goes on there. And just outside the gates, um, it's about a two mile drive to get to um, to get to Walmart to get to a couple of outfitters. So you forget something at the last minute. It's pretty easy to get hooked up. Um, and I believe they leave the gates there open until 10 o'clock. So one of the reasons Davidson River is, is um, pretty popular and it is already pretty much booked up for the fourth of july and for labor day they have also abandoned uh walk-up reservations as have many campgrounds it used to be that you could show up um you could show up the day of and when they opened the gate usually around eight o'clock then they would have a handful of uh, sites that were held for walk-ups. And at Davidson River, that's not the case any longer. And at several other, um, or an increasingly num- large number of campgrounds, that's also no longer the case. Some of the other popular campgrounds where it can be hard to get reservations, uh, Lake Powhatan outside of Asheville, Mount Pisgah, and Black Mountain, which is at the base of uh, Mount Mitchell. Uh, also very popular. Uh, Virginia Peaks of Otter is a pretty popular um, campground, although for some reason I've got hit here as a national forest, it's actually a national park. Um, Hidden gems. North Carolina, North Mills River. North Mills River is just East of the Davidson River campground. And a couple times when I've been up there and haven't been able to get into Davidson River, I've had no trouble getting into North Mills River. It's a much smaller campground, um, but it's a really nice little campground and you can usually get into it. I think just because it's a little bit more off the beaten path, it tends not to be uh, as popular. Uh, another Another great campground is Standing Indian, and that's in the Nanahala National Forest in the far western part of the state, uh, west of whoops, west of uh, Franklin. There are some great hiking there. The Appalachian Trail runs on a rim that goes above Standing Indian. The other great thing about Standing Indian is the campground there is at a little over 3,000 feet, so it cools off really nicely at night. Uh, Virginia, a good hidden gem is the Bear Tree Campground, which is in the Mount Rogers area. <clears throat> One of the things that makes Bear Tree great is that if some of the other camping areas uh, around Mount Rogers are full, you can usually get in at Bear Tree. It's kind of a a little bit more laid back location. Uh, it's on the see the north side of Mount Rogers. Uh, great location, good access to the hiking up there. State parks. North Carolina has 28 state parks with camping. They're generally about $23 a night. And these are for camp, uh, campsites that don't have electrical hookups, just your basic campsite. They charge a $3 per night reservation sur- surcharge. So um, essentially, it's $26. You can, uh, you can sign up for a campsite 11 months in advance in North Carolina, which means you need to be even more vigilant about making your reservations at some of the more popular state parks, and we'll take a look at those in a second. Then there is a $3 per night cancellation fee uh, through their, the reservations that are handled by Reserve America. That cancellation fee also tends to keep people from actually making cancellations, um, It's a little bit of a hassle to do. And um, the last time I checked with Reserve America, you couldn't do it online. You had to call. And um, they did their best to sell you other things when you were trying to call to make a cancellation. So if you can avoid making a cancellation, by all means do so. Virginia has 29 state parks with camping. Their fee structure uh, generally about $25 for residents. That same site will be uh, $30 for non residents of the state. Again, you can make reservations 11 months in advance. There is a $10 cancellation fee on cancellations made less than 24 hours in advance. And they have a customer loyalty program. So you earn five points for every dollar that you spend. So um, 5,000 points equals a dollar. Um, it takes a while to build up to where you start getting free stuff, but if you camp quite a bit, it's, it's a pretty good deal. And their reservations are now through a company called reserveparks.com, which I believe is based in Australia and their system. I've just had a quick look at it. It seems to be streamlined. Um, it seems to be a little bit more user-friendly, so, um, So that experience in in making reservations in Virginia appears to have gotten a little bit better. So North Carolina, some of the more popular campsites are not surprisingly near urban areas. Falls Lake, Jordan Lake, Lake James. um, They have a lot of campsites. They have various campgrounds. Um, There's four or five at, at Falls Lake and Jordan Lake. And, uh, you know, they're pretty much centered around the lake, around lake activities, swimming. So in the summer in particular, they're very popular. And getting a reservation there can be difficult. Hanging Rock, another popular uh, location north of uh, Greensboro and Winston-Salem. And Car Lake, uh, again, can be difficult to get a, a reservation there. If you're looking for a place that nobody goes, and I don't know why, it would be Medoc Mountain, which is uh, north northeast of Raleigh, uh, about an hour hour and fifteen minute drive, depending on where you're you're headed from. But it's a lovely state park. Uh, it's got about thirteen miles of hiking. It's also got mountain bike trail. Nobody goes there, and I think part of the reason, or the main reason, is because it's not on the way to anything. Um, you drive up to Lewisburg and then you kind of work your way to the northeast toward uh, Roanoke, Roanoke Rapids. But there's, there's no real reason to be up there. So I think it doesn't get a lot of drop-in traffic. And um, the picture there is of the summit of, <laughs> of Medoc Mountain, which stands about 300 feet above sea level. And it's, you know, it's not a spectacular place, but it's got some, um, some very mellow hiking and it's a good place to get away from people. Virginia, you have Grayson Highlands, you have Hungry Mother State Park, uh, Doothat, Smith Mountain Lake, all get very popular, all tend to be difficult places to get reservations. A good hidden gem there is Fairystone State Park, which um, is at the base of the um, Blue Ridge Escarpment and uh, has some nice hiking. And again, a little bit like Medoc Mountain in that it doesn't get a whole lot of traffic because it's it's not really on the way to anything. So moving on to the national parks, they tend to be uh, a little bit more expensive. The sites range from about 20 to $30. Um, That does include the fee um, apparently. And you have a 14 day limit on how long you can stay. Uh, you can't stay more than 60 days in a calendar year. And because this is all based on reservations, uh, they can keep track of that pretty easily. This applies to to every every campsite, but there is a limit to the number of campers that you can have per site. And most of these sites, they have a limit of six campers per site. However, the problem with that is that a lot of them require that you pitch your camp on the tent pad. So if there are six different people who are descending on a campsite and six different people have tents, that's a problem because you're not gonna be able to, to fit six tents into one campsite. So be aware of that before you make reservations. And, and another issue is number of cars. Again, if, um, again, if you've got um, six people coming from different locations, and you've got six vehicles. Well, most of, these, um, most of these sites limit you to two vehicles per site. Uh, the campsite for uh, the Virginia campgrounds, again, is called reserveparks.com. That's reserveparks.com. Okay. Okay national parks campsites uh north carolina you've got uh, some some really great sites along the blue ridge parkway and in the great smoky mountains uh popular ones in north carolina dotton park and mount the mount pisgah campground mount pisgah campground is at about 5000 5500 feet so it can actually be cold up there in the summer but it's a great place uh the thing i love about that campground is that all the sites are kind of nestled into a ro- into rhododendrons. So even though you might be right next to somebody else, you could have a wall of rhododendrons separating you. And it's, um, it's kind of cozy. It's, it's just a, a really nice campground, but very popular, in part because it's also across the street from the Pisgah Inn. And um, so I think you get a number of people who maybe take vacations up there with people who aren't campers, but the campers stay across the street in the inn. Or the campers stay in the campground and the non-campers stay in the inn. And there's also a nice restaurant there and a camp store. If you're looking for a last minute place to go, or if you're just looking for a nice place to go, the Crabtree Falls Campground on the Parkway, uh, kind of in the Mount Mitchell area, is really nice. I don't know why, but I hardly ever see anybody there. You can just drop in Um and pretty much have the place to yourself. It's it's a really nice campground. It's a little more open, but um, but a very nice place. And in the Great Smokies, uh, yeah, there is a Crabtree Falls in, in Virginia, and it's <laughs> it's a little confusing. Um, this is the lesser known of the Crabtree Falls. Uh, let's see, Catalucci. Catalucci is nice because it is in the uh, Catalucci Valley, and <clears throat> it tends to. It tends to fill up. It's a small campground, but, um, it's isolated and the exploring in that area is really fabulous. The, the town of, um, Catalucci, I think there are 13 buildings that still exist from when there was a pretty thriving community. And they've also got uh, an elk herd that was introduced in the late nineties, uh, that's doing well. So if you go out early in the morning, if you go out uh, toward uh, late evening, you'll usually get the elk coming in and uh, there's a meadow that they congregate in. It's very cool. Uh, <clears throat> Virginia, Shenandoah National Forest, two uh, real popular campgrounds, big meadows in Loft Mountain, uh, and uh, Peaks of Otter, and we now have in the right location on the Blue Ridge Parkway. Uh, big campground, but a lot to do there, but it does fill up. Southeast. It's uh, especially popular in the West on National Forest and Bureau of Land Management lands. But that is a good option. Uh, pays to do a little bit of research first just to make sure that an area that you're going to has some options. You usually be able to find some, um, but it's good just to make sure that that an area is going to have um, some dispersed camping. <coughs> so. We talked about this a little earlier, the walk-up reservations. That is becoming less and less common. Almost every campsite, I'd say even just five years ago, you could show up when they opened in the morning and they would have a number of sites set aside for walk-up camping. That is no longer the case at a lot of locations. Uh, Check the website first to see if it is. And even if it is, Um, then you want to find out what time the gate opens and you'll also, um, you'll want to get there, uh, well before the gate opens because lines start forming Davidson river when they used to allow, uh, reservations, I think their gate opened at seven and there would be people queuing up, especially on a Friday for the weekend, you'd find people at 5.00 AM who were already there. So, um, so it's an option. Um, it's a slightly iffy option just because there are no guarantees um, even if they do have walk up camping you just you got to make sure you get there really early to score a spot and the other thing here <coughs> is that you'll want to have a backup option nearby i mean let's say you get there and there's already a line of 30 people and there are 20 sites available you'll want to have you want to have researched a, a good option nearby I mentioned Davidson River earlier and how Mills River is a great option there. But any campground that uh, you want to take a shot and try to do a walk-up reservation, just check and and see what else is nearby where you might be able to go in case case the campgrounds walk-up sites have all been taken. And, of course, the dispersed camping as well. That's another good option. Cancellations. So I mentioned earlier that cancellations are a bit of a hassle. They're not just a hassle, but a lot of times if somebody makes a reservation at the beginning of the, the window, like um, six months or 11 months out, sometimes they just forget they made the reservation. <coughs> so they don't show up to claim it. But the, 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 um, the reservations that do get canceled there are a couple of, of websites that follow these. And what they do is, um, you know, when somebody makes a cancellation, that campsite automatically becomes available on the reservation site. And what these two, these two sites do, CampNab and CampSpot, they just they just have computers that circulate continuously and they're scanning for these cancellations. And you can go in to these sites and you can, you can enter in the campgrounds, even the camp sites, specific sites that you're interested in. And if, if, um, if it's full, but it, it gets canceled and the, um, it becomes available, they'll send you an instant text message that says, hey, the site that you were interested in is now available. Um, it's up to you, though, to go in and make that the reservation. Um, they don't do that automatically for you. So as soon as you get that text message, you can go in, uh, you can, and you can make the reservation by yourself. It's really about the only way to keep tabs, um, especially if there's an area that you're especially interested in, uh, and you want to make sure that you or you, you want the best odds of getting a site. It's a good way to go. Um, there is a fee, um, some, it's just by the, what they call the scan or the individual um, reservation, or you can buy a subscription. So if you camp quite a bit, um, you, can, you can buy a subscription at like 10 bucks a month or something like that. Um, and again, no guarantees with this, but it is a good way to find out when openings become available. <clears throat> and finally, the last option is to not to have... To worry about it yourself uh our get hiking group we have three trips planned exploring the mountains to sea trail so if you like to mix in camping with your with your uh, or hiking with your camping we have three trips this summer uh that are going to be hiking the um, the mountains to sea trail here in north carolina our first trip is to dotton park and we're going to hike about 18 miles of the trail through dotton park on a to its northern end before it drops off into the piedmont at the devil's garden overlook we have a trip at the end of july well july 22nd to the 24th and we're going to be in the graveyard fields middle prong wilderness area and we'll be staying at the mount pisgah campground we'll also be doing a a hike up to the top of mount pisgah which is one of the weirder summits that you can do um there is a massive communication tower on top of Mount Pisgah that you can see from Asheville. And uh, you don't, when you're hiking up there, you kind of forget about it. It's about a, I think it's about a two mile hike from the campground and you're climbing, you're climbing, you're climbing, you round a bend. And then the first thing you see at the summit is the base of this incredibly huge communication tower. So that's just a little funky. That's a a Friday night hike. But some of the scenery on on this particular hike is especially good. And then we end the summer um, at Price Lake, which uh, we're going to hike at the base of Grandfather Mountain and then hike on up to Trout Lake, uh, about 20 miles of hiking. And that's the the weekend after Labor Day. So if you're interested in checking those out, just go to getgoingnc.com. Click on Explore With Us. That's our show for this week. I hope you liked it and that you'll be back. In the meantime, a reminder that the Get Hiking Southeast podcast is a part of the Get Hiking and Get Backpacking universe, where instead of just telling you about great places to go, we take you there. To learn about everything we do and every place we go, go to getgoingnc.com and click on Explore with Us. One place we are going this summer is North Carolina's High Country to explore three sections of the statewide Mountains to Sea Trail. For three weekends, we will hike the MST in June in the Dutton Park area, in July in the Graveyard Fields, Mount Pisgah area, and in September, the area below Grandfather Mountain and near Price and Trout Lakes. Each weekend includes camping and meals, about 20 miles of hiking. And for you backpackers, we've got a trip in July to the Fires Creek area of the Nanahala National Forest, a trip that includes a trip planning component. So if you've always been dependent upon others to plan your trips and take you where they want to go, this could be just what you need. Again, you can find out more about these adventures and others at GetGoingNC.com. Click on Explore With Us. If you like what we're doing here at the Get Hiking Southeast podcast, please do leave a review with a podcast vendor from whom you receive this weekly communication. And if you don't like it, or if you have some constructive criticism or perhaps a topic for an upcoming episode, drop us a line at joe at getgoingnc.com. Until we meet again, get out and explore.